while he's asleep, the Lord visits him. And he's able to observe it. That's, I'm jealous, right? I'd like a little bit of that. Just let me know a couple things, you know, like, let me know when the dog's going to get sick in the living room. I'll take him out early. Like, you know, just, I, I don't need big things. I don't need to know the Messiah. Like, just help me out here, Lord, right? But this prophetic dream, Joseph has another prophetic dream, <clears throat> and the prophetic dream tells him to take the baby, leave Bethlehem, and travel into Egypt. Now, we have more parallelism here. Matthew's painting a story here, right? This is the same guy you've always had. Just like the Jews, the people of Abraham, had to leave and travel into Egypt for sustenance, for provision. Joseph had to take Mary and Jesus into Egypt. God, God, is, God is telling him, listen, the same thing that happened before happened again, but in the old story, you wound up a slave in Egypt. But I'm now redeeming that story. You see, jo Joseph and Mary had to take Jesus into Egypt, but they weren't going to stay in Egypt because there's a story that needed redeeming in the Old Testament. And so the angel, come on somebody. And so the angel, <clears throat> the first people went in because of a natural famine. There was a famine in the land, so they went into Egypt. The second Joseph went into Egypt because of a spiritual famine. They had religion, but they did not have relationship with God. And so he had to take them from the land of Israel into the wilderness for a season. But they didn't have to stay in the wilderness. Natural Israel stayed there because of food, and they were just, they were, they were happy. They were, they, they were happy. But the new covenant bearer, Jesus, had everything he needed in God. He didn't need to stay in Egypt for protection. He had God as his protector. You see, <clears throat> we get taken into the wilderness to learn something. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody go through a wilderness season where you thought everything was great and then <clears throat> what is going on? I don't hear God. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Everything seems crazy. Things are falling apart. And, and you might even say, I caused some of this. You know, I, I caused, I caused like, like sometimes it's just God puts you out there. Other times you're like, I made some bad decisions. And they led me to the wilderness. And I don't hear his voice. Either way, you can get to the wilderness many ways. You can get, I mean, there's many roads lead through the wilderness. Amen. I can hear, I can tell you. In the wilderness, it can be a very large place. Have you noticed that? You can have all kind of movement in your life and you wake up, you're still in the wilderness. Like, Lord, you told me there's a wilderness season, but I done checked the calendar. A season's three months what's really going on, right? And God's like, oh, I got a different calendar. I'm working off a cosmic calendar. Can I see the cosmic calendar? Yes. When's that going to happen? Soon. Soon and very soon? Mm. Soon and very soon. One day. <clears throat> so, 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 so Jesus, where, where Israel was, 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 was naturally had pos uh, poverty, had this natural poverty, they didn't have enough food, this Jesus, Joseph, and Mary, they, they, they left Israel because of spiritual poverty. They went off into Egypt, but Egypt, Egypt was just a, a wilderness for them to travel through. And now Jesus is the fulfillment of every promise of deliverance, not just for the Israel, but he's a promise of deliverance for everybody who believes in him. He, he is the one who will deliver you from the wilderness. He is the one who knows the way out of the wilderness. 
John the Baptist could only notice him in the wilderness. You've got to go through wilderness seasons to see certain aspects of Jesus. And so here I am at the beginning of 2023 talking about the wilderness for a reason. Because I believe God's going to do something out of the wilderness in this year. I'll talk about that in a moment. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 2 that Jesus was made perfect through sufferings. Now, let, let me help you interpret that scripture a little bit. When it says that he was made perfect, it's not like Jesus somehow had to get more perfect than he was. Jesus wasn't transformed at all in the wilderness. Nothing happened to Jesus. He didn't grow up in the wilderness. He didn't learn to trust God in the wilderness. Uh, When he suffered, he didn't grow more godly. Jesus suffered every temptation, every frailty. He went through every trial that we would go through. He went through everything that you could ever face. And the book of Hebrews, if you were to study it, is really, it's a sermon. It was delivered as a sermon, and it is a sermon that comes to a point. And the preacher of Hebrews goes on to say that it was fitting for Jesus to suffer like us because through that, he set us apart. What does that mean, pastor? What does it mean? You see, the devil used to be able to go to God and say, look at that one over there. Look, 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 at, look, at your, look at that girl over there. She says she's a Christian, but I know what website she's been looking at. I know how she doesn't really date, you know, godly men. I know how she is trusting in people who aren't saved. I know that she goes to church and acts like that she believes that God's going to bring one, but really she's keeping a man on the side just in case, right? And so the devil could say, oh, look at these people who don't trust in God, or, 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 or look at this person suffering. Clearly, since they're in this trial, they can't, they can't really be equal with you. We can't be equal with Jesus. Look at the trials that they're going through. You see, the devil used to be able to go and say, look, at, look what's going on, and look at what these people are going through. See how they're tempted? See how they get it wrong and how they're suffering. But Jesus went through everything you went through. Jesus suffered every temptation that you suffered. He went through every trial that you will ever go through. He went through every trial of his faith and then some that you will ever experience. He he represents now. Jesus went through the same thing you did. And if he is our representative, between us and God, we have a Savior who has redeemed our flaws through Him bearing the same temptation and suffering. Come on. He bears the same temptation and suffering. So when the devil says, look at, look at that one over there. He doesn't trust you. He don't trust you. He's not really a Christian. And then, and then the Father says, look at my son. He went through the same trial. And he's still, he's still the second person of the Trinity. He's still God. See, you have a representative before God who went through everything who understands, who gets it, who knows betrayal, who knows what it's like to be in the wilderness, who knows what it's like to be homeless, who knows what it's like to be imprisoned. We have a God who has gone through everything that we have gone through because he stands before God as us, where the enemy comes to bring an accusation and there is not a single accusation the enemy can bring against a saved, blood-washed believer that he can't bring against Jesus. 
And if Jesus is the perfect sacrifice, if he is the propitiation for our sin, the same forgiveness that is on the body of Jesus Christ is upon us. And we can stand boldly before God, not worrying about being condemned by the enemy. The enemy will bring up the past, but I say, this is nothing worse than what Jesus went through. And as I repent and I receive that blood over my body, I have been knit together with the same God that Christ has been resurrected to. That's good news right there. That's good news right there. We have a very good God. And as we're coming into 2023, this is what the Lord has told me. And now I am, um, I am not the voice of God for your life. Okay? I, I be, the Lord speaks to me. The Lord speaks to me for those I shepherd. But you will have to interpret this on your own. Amen? I am not Jesus. I am not your Holy Ghost. You got to hear him on your own. But I'm going to share with you what the Lord told me, I believe, to share with you. All right? You're going to have to discern it and choose whether or not to walk in the blessing. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord has told me. Many, you got this? Many are coming out of the wilderness and it's time for a fresh encounters with God. Many are coming out of the wilderness and it's time for fresh encounters with God. Many are coming out of the wilderness and it's time for fresh encounters with God. Man, we're all going to have times in the desert. I get it. The question is always, man, I'm in the wilderness. How do I get out? Right? That's, that's like, I, like that's, 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 I mean, how many people, like, I, I've met one prophet in my entire life who said, when the Lord tells me you're going into a desert season, I said, thank you, Lord. I can't wait to learn everything I'm going to learn in this season of dryness. <laughs> I've never once said that. I'm like, get me out. Let me learn what I need to learn. I, I, here, here's, like, here's, how, here's how you could tell someone's immature in the Lord, right? Like, if this is you, just act like it's somebody else, right? They go through a trial and they brag about it. They're like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm walking with the Lord. And, uh, you know, when you walk with the Lord, he starts testing your marriage. And that's just going to happen. You're going to have fights in the house. I'm like, well, why don't you learn what you need to learn so you don't have fights no more, bro? I mean, you're like, the trial ain't the blessing. Getting through the trial is the blessing. Once you learn, once you, it's time to move from the trial into the, I don't pass this class, I'm ready for something else. Amen. So we want to we wanna mature through our trials. But as I, as I spent time with the Lord, he said, he began to talk to me about how people are going to get out of the desert and into the promised land in this new season. And uh, I, got, I, got, I got three quick things here for you. And... If you think they're quick, you must be a first-time visitor. Hello, welcome to Revival Life Church. Number one, here's the first thing. The wilderness season is the season of finding your story in God. If you are in the wilderness, if you feel like, man, someone kicked the chair out from under you, and you are dangling there, like you don't know where you're grounded. This is where so many people were deceived in the season of deconstruction. In this season is not when you start saying, well, maybe God's a lie. No, no, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I, I, I wasn't located properly in his story. When you're in the wilderness, the loudest voice in the desert is the enemy. God sent some of you there so you can discern the enemy's voice clearly and reject it. That's what happened to Jesus. The loudest voice for Jesus in the wilderness was the devil. And he learned to properly discern the devil's voice and rebuke it. 
Joseph saw that, just like Israel went into Egypt for shelter, so did he. But he also realized that making a life in the desert is sure death. He had to find his story in God. And so, so many people are sent into the wilderness, and they only wind up listening to the devil. This happened to many people last year and a half. They found out problems with the church, or some leader got offended and bitter, and they got an offense with the church, and people followed these false leaders, false elders, the Bible calls them, dividing the church body, unworthy of communion. And they followed them right into the desert because these people made, made homes in the desert because these people thought that they could be the king of the desert. The devil is the king of the desert. We are not to live there. We go into the desert. The first thing, you're going to discern the voice of the devil because he's the first one who's going to show up on the scene. You get offended with somebody, first people who show up to you are people who are offended as well. And they want to tell you how it's all right to be offended. They're going to justify your offense. Oh, I don't heard he said this too. Like, like what? When, when is gossiping good? When did that become blessed? When did I ever learn truth through gossip? No, 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 no. But so many are sent into the, de- into the wilderness to learn the voice. And so many go into the wilderness and they only listen to the devil. But people follow Jesus. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you the story. <clears throat> All right, so Jesus, Jesus, Mike, cool people. Right? I like to think that if Jesus walked the earth today, I'd follow him, don't you? And so he teaches us in his prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? You pray this daily, yeah? I mean, Jesus told us to pray it daily. So we pray it daily. Why would Jesus tell us to pray that if, 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 if we're already living that way? The reason is we don't actually live that way. Let, let, me, let me explain this. People followed Jesus as long as their will was being done. When he was healing them, when he was feeding them, when he was giving them miracles, he had crowds. When he was rebuking the people that they didn't like, mass crowds. But as soon as he began to give them a little bit of requirement on their lives, as soon as he began to tell them, hey, here's how you become a follower of mine, eat my flesh, drink my blood, uh, you're going to have to give away everything to the poor and and follow me. The Bible says that then they went away sad. They followed Jesus as long as their will was being done. But as soon as it was time for Jesus' will to be done, he could only have 12 in the garden that day. And there he was on the cross, none but a couple of women at his feet, all the men that abandoned him. Jesus is looking for people who will actually say, your will be done. We have to discern the difference between the voice of the enemy and the voice of God. You're like, Pastor, you're so encouraging me here. I can't wait to take on the world. Listen, but you're different, right? You got the Holy Ghost. See, you are being formed counterculturally to listen and obey the voice of God. I'm going to say what I said earlier. Many are coming out of the wilderness, but it's time for fresh encounters with God. You need to be encountering God to get those words of encouragement that tell you where you need to be going during this season. Now, you know what this is like when when the worship team's hitting on all cylinders. And uh, it's funny, it's funny that we equate with good worship team with the Holy Ghost being in the room. Have have you noticed that? How, How hard it is for one person to bring the Holy Ghost in the room, but when you got a band, more Holy Ghost shows up or something. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, but, 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 but you're in those services where the presence of God falls and the anointing is very thick 
and then God tells you something crazy? That ever happened? You ought to just give some money to that person. You're like, yes, Lord. And then you come out of the anointing and you're like, did he really say $200? Maybe he meant, maybe he meant 200 pesos because they're Mexican and that's probably, probably, and that's about $12. That's probably what the Lord meant. And do I really need to give him money? That'd make everybody uncomfortable. I'd just take him out for a $5 Subway sub. That, that'd probably, the Lord knows my heart. He knows my heart. My heart is to be generous. But he also knows, you know, that thing is going on sale and I've been saving up for it and it's time for me to, no, 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 no. We need to regularly have encounters with God so we can discern his voice and we can follow those really uncomfortable instructions in his presence out of his presence. If we take those presence moments out of his presence, then we actually live like a Christian. Is that making sense? Come on. Second thing. That's what he told me. The wilderness is a place of dying to passions that war against God's call on your life. The wilderness is the place of dying to passions that war against God's call on your life. Egypt had been a place of refuge for the Jews. During the famine, they went there because they couldn't find food in their land. But that was not supposed to be their resting place. The place of escape became a place of bondage. And some of you, you've been in transition. And I want to encourage you to transition into God's plan. Transition into obeying the voice of God in your life. Don't let your place of rest become your place of bondage. Become a slave to that thing. I tell women all the time, the most fertile women in the world are single Christians, right? Like magic ovaries, right? Was that bad? Cut that out of the, of the video. We'll just cut that out of the rewind that. David, just go ahead and rewind that one a little bit. We don't I got the, I got two shrugs off of that one. I'm gonna hear that from my uncle a little later. My uncle Michael's here, by the way, everybody. He's visiting from Pittsburgh. He's gonna cook us food later. Well, <laughs> Listen, we need to believe God that the issues of, of, of our lives that Jesus sees past can be healed. We can believe God for a deliverer without the shame that is needed for deliverance. Listen, Jesus is not trying to heal the fake you. Jesus is not visiting the fake you. He, he's not trying to bless the fake you. He's blessing the real you. Now, if you are pregnant and you're single, please forgive me. I, I'm... I brought shame to you like that. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. That's not, that's not my heart. It's not what I mean at all. So please forgive me. I should have made fun of myself, not, not you. Please forgive me. That's not what I mean. What I do mean, though, is I, like me, I got issues. Things come out of my mouth sometimes. And I can't double down and say that was the Holy Ghost when it was me. That part of me that said that, God wants to heal. And I got to be real that that's me in order for God to heal it. Does that make sense? I can't blame it on you. Oh, that's a word of knowledge for somebody. No, that was Carl being unsensitive, right? That, that, that's, and God, like, like God, God, God wants to heal the real you. Like, we live in a culture that says anything, like there's, it's impossible for anything to be wrong with you. And that's just not true. 
Like, if you're deaf, like, man, there's a deaf community, that's awesome, but God wants to heal that, or I believe it at least. Like, if, if, if you are broke, man, I understand that the apostles were broke, but I believe God wants you to be wealthy. I believe He wants you to be prosperous, right? Like, but you got to recognize, like, I got some financial issues so God can, can bless it. How do I get my economy connected to God's economy? All right, Carl, you're going on long here, but I, I, wanted, to, I, wanted, to, I wanted to clean that mess up a little bit before I moved on. But Joseph, listen, Joseph had to be brave. Joseph had to go into Egypt because his family was going to be murdered in Bethlehem. He had to be brave enough to hear the prophetic dream and go back into Israel. This is a big deal. The Lord told him that someone was going to kill his child. And he knew that this was the Messiah. Like, there's a lot resting on this kid. This kid's a big deal. Like, you do not want to get this one wrong. And God himself told him, go to Egypt because they want to kill this child. And then he had another prophetic dream that said, it's okay to go back to Israel now. You got to know God in the wilderness. You got to know God in the wilderness so that you can travel out of it correctly. You got you to recognize, man, there's fear in my heart. Is this God or is this not God? You can't just say, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be anxious. It's okay to be depressed. Listen, if you deal with anxiety and depression, do what you need to do medically, counseling, all that. But at the same point, recognize God created you for something better. And he wants to heal that in your life and in my life. Amen? Like we got to be real with what, who we are and what we're dealing with so God can bless us and heal us and bring us into what he has for us. Third thing, last thing, you can't come out of the wilderness the same way you went in. Bam, please come up. Listen, you cannot come out of the wilderness the same way you went in. The person who will come out of the wilderness is not the same person who went into the wilderness. I'm going to say it again. The person who comes out of the wilderness will not be the same person who went in, and they're not going to come out just an opposite of how they went in. You can't just retrace your steps because the wilderness is a, it's a, it's a transit point. That's going to point you in a new direction because you're going to be a new person with a new vision and a new stability and a new confidence and a new trust in the Lord. And things that guided your life before the wilderness will not guide them after the wilderness. The, 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 the things that weighed on your soul before the wilderness will not weigh on your soul after the wilderness. That's how you know you're coming out of the wilderness season. If you're looking for road, road markers, how do I know I'm coming out of the wilderness? The things that drove the fears, the selfish ambition... Your vision over God's vision, the, the way that used to weigh on your heart, the way that you used to be drawn by ambition is not there anymore. And so you're being drawn out of the wilderness now for your new mission. I've been studying Matthew chapter 11 recently. John the Baptist, who was a great, great, great prophet, cousin of Jesus, had been arrested. And Jesus, I believe, knew that he was going to be murdered. And they come and they ask, are you the Messiah or can we, should we look for another one? And Jesus asked this question, what did you go into the wilderness to see? 
That's a real question. And he asked that to me and you as well. You know what that tells me? That tells me we have a choice whether or not we go in the wilderness. We could just stay in our ignorant life, rejecting the leading of Holy Spirit, or we get to actually leave who we were and move into the wilderness so that God could do something new in us. So Jesus asked, what did you go into the wilderness to see? And if you've been in a wilderness season, I want to ask you, what? What did you go looking for? Did you just want a blessed version of who you were? Is that what you went into the wilderness for? So that you could be the same person you were before the wilderness, except now God says, all that is great? Literally, he was talking to the people around him. Like, did you think you were going to go into the wilderness and see somebody who was going to make you as evil as Rome? And you'd be evil rulers just like them, except now with a God stamp? Did you go into the wilderness thinking you're going to look just like the world except with a God stamp? What did you go into the wilderness to see? What do you expect God's going to show you in the wilderness? That everything you did that drove you into the wilderness was fine? No. He's going to say, we got some things to work on. But I'm here to work on them with you. I got the answer to these things. I got the antidote. I got the way out. You traveled all this way into the wilderness. Why? So you could get what you had? No. To get a God version of what you had? No. No, nah, there's a reward for those who allow God to lead them into the wilderness. There is a reward waiting for you in the wilderness. And Jesus said, what did you go to see? Verse 19 of, of Matthew chapter 11. You can read it when you go home if you want. He says, but what did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, and I tell you one who is even more than a prophet. Oh, you couldn't see the prophet where you had been with the baggage you had before. You couldn't, you couldn't receive the prophetic word where you were before. But you know, went out into the wilderness, the Lord says, and I'm going to reward you in the wilderness as you stay in the wilderness with the prophet's reward. You will get the word of the Lord in the wilderness, the thing that will break the bondage in your life, the thing that will deliver you into the promised land, the thing that shows you what you've been a slave to all this time that has blocked the voice of God in your life. The Bible says that he, when you went out into the wilderness to hear the prophet, and the prophet speaks the Lord's word. You've been crying, God, where are you? God, speak to me. And God says, listen, you went into the wilderness. Go ahead and just lie down in the wilderness and let me speak to you into this place that you think is barren, that you think is not fruitful, but where my prophet resides. And I will speak truth that will change your destiny. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, this is a season of redemption, the Lord told me. It's a season of fresh encounters. Hallelujah. This is a year of blessing for those who will lean into what Jesus is doing. Oh, Jesus. Starting tomorrow, we're starting together in the Word. Throw up that graphic if you would, Anastasia. If you subscribe to the church podcast, every day there's a podcast that will come out. I already put out the first one a couple days ago. It's like a, it's like a pregame. 
kind of gets you ready for it, explains what we're doing. But we're going to spend 28 days together in the Word. Every day there's going to be a devotion. And we're going to marinate in the Word together so we could be in one mind and one accord. Let the Holy Ghost come and rest on this body and do collectively what we cannot get done on our own. Like Joseph, you cannot do this alone. You need the community of God. You need the local church. You need your brother and sister. You need the Holy Ghost knitting you together. You need, you need God in this season. And I believe that there's a prophetic voice coming out of the wilderness. Stand with me if you would. happen. Give it up for our production team if you would. They're trying, they're working. I, I, I don't believe that God has to work on the Roman calendar. I don't believe that just because the calendar says 2023, God's going to do something new. I know that God spoke to me and said he's going to do something new. And it happened to be according to the calendar. And I'll tell you, your pastor is already experiencing it. I choose to be a forerunner for you. I want you to be aware of the breakthrough that's coming. So for some of you, some of you, some of you, hear me. 2022 has provided some hurt. And part of you has died. Let it be dead. You know why? Because death is not the end. 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 God's not trying to bring you a fresh start. He's the God of the redemption. And He's going to redeem every promise in your life in a way that you could not have imagined. He's going to bring things in that you could not have thought of. Come on. You are. Come on, we're going to sing this. Sickness is not my story. You are. You are. Heartbreak. Heartbreak's not my home. You are. Don't bring it up yet. Don't bring it up yet. Just keep singing that. Sing it nice and soft. Death is not the end. Sing it soft over yourself. You are. Keep it soft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fear is not my future. You are. Let this get in your heart. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Sickness is not my story. You are. Come on. You are. Heartbreak's not my home. You are. You are. Death is not the end. You are. Sing it all again. Sing it over. Sing over your life. Fear is not my future. You are, Come on, you're going to live. You, are, you shall live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. Story. You are, you are. Come on. 
heart breaks not my home. You are. You Come on, who believes it? Come on. Let this not be. Him. Come on, who believes it? You are. You are. Come on, shout it out. Come on, come on, come on. Fear is not my future. Sing it. Come on. You are. You are sickness. Sickness is not my story. You are. You are. In heartbreak, not my home. You Bring are. It up. Come on. Come on. You are. And death is not the end. Come on, come on, come on. You are. Fear is not my future. You are. You are. Sing it out, sing it out. Sickness is not my story. Come on. You, you are. And heartbreak's not my home. You are. You are. And death is not the end. You are. Come on. You are. And fear is you are, you are, and sickness is not my story. You are, you are, heartbreak, come on, and heartbreak is not my home. You are, you are, and death is not the end. Sing it out. Hello, peace. Hello, joy. Hello, love. Hello, strength. Hello, hope. It's a new rising. It's a new rising. Come on, declare it over yourself. It's a new rising. Declare it over yourself. It's a new rising. Hallelujah. Sing it out. New rising. Come on. Sing it out. Sing it out. It's a new rising. It's a new Sing goodbye, sing goodbye. Goodbye, fear. Goodbye, guilt. Goodbye, shame. Goodbye, pain. Goodbye, grave. It's a new horizon. We're declaring it right now. Hallelujah. Goodbye, fear. Goodbye, guilt. Goodbye, shame. Goodbye, pain. Goodbye, grave. It's a new horizon. Right now, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I would call you right now. Keep playing. Keep playing. Don't stop. Keep playing. Keep playing. Goodbye. Goodbye. Give me some snare. Just keep it playing. Keep it straight. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I would say, if you're not following God right now, I want you to make a decision right now in the name of Jesus that 2023, you are going to be a follower of Jesus. I want you to just tell him right now, Lord, I give you my life. I give you my sin. I give you my dreams. I give you my hope. I make you Lord of my life. Everybody in the room, say it right now together. Just declare it in your own words. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus this year. Now pray in the spirit right now because I'm going to pray for you. I want to pray that you get prophetic vision in this year. I want to pray that you get prophetic vision this year. That you get prophetic, prophetic visitations. That the Lord would speak to you in a new way. I am praying that there will be a prophetic activation in this church in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, right now, just woo, get in the place of receiving right now. Get in the place of receiving right now. I feel like the Lord's going to do it. And in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that you would activate. Holy Ghost, only you can do this. 
Oh, yes, 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 yes. I hear songs coming forth in 2023. I hear a new song coming out of your life in 2023. I declare that you'll hear God. Come on, pray in the Spirit. I, I pray, I declare, I declare prophetic dreams over some. I believe that some will be reading the Bible and the scripture will jump off the page. It will jump off the page and you'll say, this is the voice of the Lord for my life. I believe that some of you will sit in service and I will say one thing, but you will hear it. And the Lord will speak audibly to you and things, the, 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 the confusion of your life will come unlocked in, in the name of Jesus. I ask right now, Father, that you would activate the gift of prophecy that you would gift, activate the gift of the word of knowledge. That you would activate the gift of the word of wisdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, discerning of, oh, there it is, discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Discerning of spirits in the name of Jesus. Oh, there it is. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. That this year, this year, this year, you will hear him clearly in your life. You will hear him clearly in your life. That's what's going to take you from fear being your future to Christ being your future. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Some of you will get a visitation, angelic visitations, in the coming days. And the Lord says, be ready for it. In the name of Jesus. going to build up to hello. There he is. Come on. Who's ready? Hello, peace. Hello, joy. Hello, love. Hello, strength. Hello, hope. It's a new arrival. Come on, come on, come on. Sing it out. Dance and joy. Hello, face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace. Can you say amen? All right, I went long, but I still love you.